Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, you're stuck with me as long as you're tuned in to KKNT 960. But this is a car show. This is all about you and your problems with your car. So all you have to do is give us a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I checked a good friend of mine from the Looney Tune house today, and I only have him for three hours. His name's Tom Blackwell, and he's sitting here next to me. Gil, make sure you got your uh, finger on the uh, kill button. And, uh, folks, if you hear a three-second pause, it's because Tom used back bad language. Good morning to you. Good morning, Marcus. Yes. You know, where did the whole brothers of different mothers sharing the same brain come from? I don't really know. I mean, it probably came from one of my brothers. I don't know. Uh, no, I met you. Can you read sign language? I, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking to Gil. Please don't. Um <laughs> You know, one thing that when we used to do, when we first started hanging out, and the, uh, the the broken heart and the crack of dawn. Yeah, that's mine. I love that. That's not yours. I know, no, I okay. love that. I didn't, right. I wasn't making claim to it. I'm just praising right. it. Okay, all right. The brothers of different mothers, I'm not quite sure where I got that. Uh-huh. But I was in the Midwest, and when I was in the Midwest, there was somebody that said the crack of dawn and a broken heart. And I, I got that. And as a matter of fact, we've got that trademarked. Uh-huh. Oh, then, do you really? Yeah. And then downstairs, Renee and Andy were in um, Texas. And and it's, it says something quite different. It's But it's the same kind of thing. And there's two different examples. We can fix anything except crack the dawn and a broken heart. And this is something else. Mm-hmm. And there's an old guy standing in front of the barn. So um, it's just, uh, it's you know, how long have we been in business? Yeah. Well, you since 1979. Yep. Yeah. You since 1985. Okay. But you were a tech before that, though. Yeah. Okay. You just weren't. Yeah. Grew, up in the, the you know, grew up in the driveway like we all did. Yeah. Okay. So is that your excuse? or? Thank you, pardon? Yeah, is that your excuse for why you're missing a couple brain cells as you were in the carbon monoxide? It was the suffocating younger? underneath the dripping transmission fluid. Oh, okay. And the hair rolling up. I know that's something we don't share anymore is the hair rolling up in the creeper, but. Yeah. The pulling and tugging. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Okay, I sent you a Corvette with OBD-1, 2, or 3? OBD-1. OBD-1. And I said, uh, if Blackwell can't fix it, bring it over and I can. So where are you at? And we fixed it. Okay, what was it? The mass airflow sensor and the idle air controller were gummed up in it. Okay. It was causing a uh, high idle when it's cold. It would not come down off a high idle, or it would go up. And not come back down again. Okay. And having worked on the older cars, you know, we get to do that once in a while to fix one. Yeah. Go ahead. He had some air door issues with it. Okay. So Leo, that, you know Leo? Oh, I like Leo. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He makes me laugh. Yeah. And he was able to go in and diagnose the the old system. Okay. And make it work like it should. All right. So, but OBD1, where are we at today? We're we're 
in, we're in, we're past that by a long shot. Okay, and and my point is is that people hear OBD one, and and so OBD one is like DOS. Yes. And we've been through all this yes. window stuff, and we've done we've changed our desktop by a uh-huh. you know RAM and motherboards and speeds. Right. But OBD one is like the very first version, and his concern was is who's got the the scanners to plug into the car. And right. I, I think I told him, too, that most of them are backward compatible, so we can still use a newer model scanner that costs as much as my first house to read his level one, let's call it level one Corvette. We had one the other day, and Leo and one of our other techs, they have the the the, the um, newest versions of software in their scanners. Mm-hmm. One had been, it was too new. We had to get one of our older scanners to work on it. Speaking about the old stuff, how about Ek-1, Ek-2, Ek-3, breakout boxes? Yep. Remember that? All this was in in the vicinity of 1992. No. Oh, wait. 76 is electronic ignition, but we didn't have Ek until when? That's until 82 and 83. Okay. Okay. So that was stuff that was completely unfamiliar with us. We had so much input and then output Mm -hmm. and so you had to first figure out what the output which one was bad and then you had to look at the flow chart to find all the well that's when we had to do the breakout box you unplug the computer you plug one one side into the wiring harness in the car the other side into the ecm in the car and then you had a hundred different sockets if you will to go in and check the ground to power for xyz whatever it is you were looking for we had two probes and if we wanted the voltage off the mass airflow sensor, then we would hit pin 46 and 91. Right. But here's the problem. If you remember, they were all numbers to us. You had to understand what the numbers meant. meant. Yes. For those, of, for those that don't understand what, what that looked like, you ever, ever played the, the game Battleship? Uh-huh. And you remember all the holes in the board? Mm-hmm. Well, imagine those holes in the board having numbers on them, and we would go from one pin to another one with these probes and check it. Remember the the, the game Operation? Mm-hmm. We yeah. had to put the two probes in there and not straight. It, that's what it looked like. You played that when you were in jail, right? That was it, one of the... Well, uh, it was right of... before I broke you out of the hospital, okay. I think, too. Yeah, do you ever... Do you? Uh, we had to tell that story. So, so I get bucked off a horse and yeah, I you, end up you, in a county Mark, hospital. I bucked off a horse. And you got hurt, and you had to go and to, to have several things done, of which haven't really, they, they really, you never really recovered from that. That's okay. We won't get into that. And I get a call from you, colorful call, I might add. Can you please come and get me out of the hospital? So at Maricopa County Medical Center, in the middle of the afternoon, I go in to the hospital, into his room, and take him out of the hospital into the car because they wouldn't let him go against medical and advice. I'm, I'm wearing paper clothes. That that are that have the thing in the back that was supposed to tie that wasn't tied. I, it's still etched into the inside of my eyelid, and I can never get rid of it. Uh, I, I re- wish I could, but. I remember my wife wasn't there, which she still hates you for that. But I remember walking oh, out and gosh. having doctors kind of running not running interference but kind of blocking the roadway mm-hmm. and i remember um i it was like i was a running back and you were um the biggest <laughs> baddest you were the refrigerator and tailback you, you're blowing the, the 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 lines down and uh, we just walked right out uh-huh 
and that was a bad idea because I didn't take any meds with me, <laughs> and, and my head hurt really bad, <laughs> really bad. But my wife still hasn't forgiven you. She calls you. She has a name for you that I can't use on the radio, but um, it's she, loving though. I'm I'm yeah. sure. No, it's that's okay. Um, it it's the same as. But anyway, Tom's at 40th and Greenway. Um, you work on the old cars. Give me an example of a couple of the old cars you got today. We've done things all the way back into the 20s. What do you got in the shop today, other than that, that early model ha- OBD Corvette? We have a 70 Cutlass. We've got a several Camaros, one 68, 69, that we're doing different, you know, various things on them. Excuse me. <clears throat> we're taking and cleaning up the underside of the hood of an original 69 Z28, doing all the stickers and labels and running the wire harnesses and the clips and so forth and getting the right bolts, the right color, and so on. We have a couple of Corvettes that we've done the rear end in. We've got some older Cadillacs where the automatic temperature control doesn't work. You remember the thumb wheel? Yeah. Those those things we're, we're working on. So we have a, a just a combination of all, all types of different things from just service work. You know, as a guy comes in and wants a well changed, the brakes checked and the, and the alignment done. And okay. What's the percentage of new cars versus old cars in the base? Today, it's about 60 Old and about 40 new. Yeah. Okay. We're the flip side of that. We're on the 40 on the old cars. We have a Lotus out there. We're waiting for the bladder for the gas tank. Oh, We've, man. It took us four months to find one. And uh, so we're look, we, we've got the bladder. But the customer, we had the customer buy it, and the customer's going to come put it in because if you tear it and break it and screw it up, uh-huh. um, somebody has to buy a new one. And he was willing to do that. Okay, we got a caller. Who that might that be, Gil? That would be Harold. Harold, good morning to you. How can we help you? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Um, I have a relatively easy question for you. It's a judgment call on a maintenance item. Okay. I have a 2008 Jeep Grand Cherokee, 61,000 miles. It has the 4.7 liter V8. This engine is a little unique in that it has two sets of spark plugs. The owner's manual says to change one set every 30,000 miles. The other set you change every 100,000 miles or 10 years. Well, I'm nowhere near 100,000 miles, but I'm well under 10 years. So I kind of like a recommendation. We're looking at about a $250 job to change these plugs. No, and, and Tom, you're not going to point at me. They can't see you pointing at me. Just put on your big boy pants and, and let me have it. Mark, would you please take this one? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he's firing one set of spark plugs on the exhaust. Correct. And then he's got one set on the and I don't know that they had platinum or double platinum or the Iridium plugs back in 2000, uh, whatever Eight. that was. So I'm not quite sure. I don't agree with the exhaust side at uh, 30,000 miles. I'd take one out and I'd want to see it and if it was all carboned up I'd probably do them. Right. Uh, take the take the plugs for a test drive. Why right? don't you describe that? Take them out. We can't talk him. technical here. We got to uh, no, talk no, to no. your mother, okay? Easy. I'm I'm trying here. Take First them out time and look I've ever at them. Oh, yeah. Take them out and look at them. Just and take it out and look the at story. them. Yeah, and you're going to be able to see if the, if the ground electrode mm-hmm. has got a little wear on the side of it or which on the is, tip, which is in the center one. I mean, you're looking at the center one. That's the one that typically wears. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the center and the center electrode. Okay, 
So those are, and it's just really a matter, do you have a garage that you deal with on a regular basis, uh, Harold? Yes, I do, but okay. it's interesting in that uh, I posed this question to them and to the dealership, and they said since I had such low mileage on it, kind of ignored the 100,000-mile or the 10-year thing. That kind of surprised me, frankly. Okay, well, uh, that certainly would be a popular response. But Tom and I are saying, why don't we just look at the spark plugs? They'll tell us all we need to know. If the gap's 45 on the primary plugs and the gap is at 60, yeah, we're going to replace them. But on the other hand, if the gap's 45 and the years are 45 or even less, then we're not going to replace them. If you're secondary, your emission spark plugs are black and ugly and poopy, then yeah, we're going to do them. But if they've got a light tan to them and they're still firing, then the answer's no. So I think you're okay. really... You're really up against that. But anyway, thank you very much, Harold. Good luck to you. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. You're welcome to join us. We have open lines, and I think we have five lines, and you're going to talk to Gil. And don't use any bad language to Gil because he just got out of prison, and he was in there for a violent crime. And plus he has caller ID, so be nice to Gil. 602-508-0960. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Mike Gallagher thrilled to be co-hosting the Stand with Israel tour again in 2021. This tour of the Holy Land will bring us face-to-face with one of the country's most important allies and one of the most fascinating spiritual places on earth. More than a vacation, this is a bucket list trip. I personally want to invite you to join us. Register now, worry-free, no cancellation fees and full refunds up until May 8th. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519 or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. 
Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother! We can do this together! All right, let's go! Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this! You will rock this! To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. The mechanic raised up from under my hood and he shook his head and said, This ain't Welcome back, everybody. Time is ten o'clock. Tom Blackwell, Mark Salem here at your service. You're welcome to give us a call. Sue, you hang on, but I'm going to talk real quick about Thompson's Auto Repair. He's on Main Street, just east of Stapley. I've known that family for probably 30 or 40 years. Brian and Thelma came from two different families. Obviously, they're brothers, or they're not brother and sister, but they're husband and wife. And Brian and Thelma's fathers and grandfathers pumped gas and opened up some of the first bays in the Mesa area. So those kids have been around longer than I've been around. So he's the only shop in Mesa that I can recommend, Brian and Thelma, at Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Let's get Sue on the line. Sue, good morning to you. How can we help you? Hi, good morning. I have a 2008 Kia Sport. Sportage, and I took it in on Thursday. The uh, airbag warning light was on, and they replaced, I think it's called a clock spring. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So when I picked it up, I had several errands to do, turning it off and on all the time. And then later that night, my daughter took it out, and it wouldn't start. The key wouldn't turn. So is there any connection what they did? Um, let me have the first shot at this, Tom. What I want you to do is the key wouldn't turn. So what I want you to do is put your hand at 12 o'clock on the steering wheel. And I want you to push it left and push it right while you try the key. Because sometimes when you park, you park with your tires up against a, a block or a curb or something like that. And the steering wheel is bound up. And uh-huh. so if you just um, turn your key on and put your key in on normal position and pull that steering wheel hard to the left and then all of a sudden the key now works, then that's what it is. Tom? Think of it this way, Sue. If you were pulling on the door handle, trying to open a door and turn the knob at the same time, it would be hard to turn, harder to turn. That's what's mm-hmm. happening with the lock in the steering wheel whenever it's got pressure in the steering column up against the key the key won't turn. And I've had several of those come in over the years. More than what's not on a Kia, but a lot of different cars. And, and almost always, it's it's that sloped driveway or something like that where they make a hard right turn into a sloped driveway and then they put it in park and the car, car backs up and relaxes and then they take their key out. And then the steering wheel jerks and you know that it's locked up right. at that point. This, yes, they were in that area, Sue. Yes, they had the steering wheel off. Yes, they probably had the ignition switch, which is the part you stick the key into. Yes, all of that. Now, if you can't move the steering wheel left and right, and I'm talking about the width of your finger, 
So you turn it left, it's a half an inch or so, turn it right half. If you can't do that, then it would be appropriate for you to call them and say, I've never had this problem before. You did the clock spring. You had the steering wheel off. Um, I can't turn the key. So um, I would be really happy if you'd send either somebody over to look at it or if you'd send a tow truck and take a look at it because it's never happened before. Yeah, that would be I, the um, kind way to say it. <laughs> I did call them and ask them if they would tow it. And they said, well, if it's not their fault, then I would have to pay for the tow truck. So, so already trying to get out of it. Okay, this is what I do. I would say, you know what, I'll just tow it somewhere else. And if it is your fault, you can pay the bill. And at the same time, stop payment on your credit card until we get this thing sorted out. They're going to rather tow it in and pay a bill than pay Blackwell's bill for the $700,000 he's going to charge you to fix it. And I'm kidding mm. you, of course. So you you can play if they want to play hardball, that's the way to play hardball. You know, I, I I what part of town do you live in? I'm in Peoria. Okay, I would say there's a Central Phoenix repair shop that I've used that I really like. I think I'll just tow it there and the guy at the dealership's going Peoria to the center of Phoenix. That tow bill ain't going to be a small one. So oh. the idea is but if you're uncomfortable, you can take it anywhere you want. Stop payment on your credit card and wait till mm-hmm. this is all straightened out and then if it's something that Mark's wrong about, Tom's wrong about, then you can open it or go back in and have them swipe your credit card. If not, um, you'll have their attention. Okay. All right. Well, I'll try the uh, steering wheel thing first. Okay. Would you you call us back today and, and tell us if we were right? Because Tom hasn't been right in the last three and a half years, so it would be nice that we gave him credit for that. Is that okay with you? Well, I hadn't planned... I hadn't planned on going out. I, I, I understand. I understand. But if you want to just try to see if wiggling the steering unlocks the key switch. Well, it just it happened the one time. Finally, okay. my daughter messed with it long enough after she had called a tow truck and had to cancel it. But she finally did get it turned, started. Okay. Well, then it's too late to run our test. And um, I, I think what I would do is... is I would pull up to the driveway, and I'd put it in park, take my foot off the brake, and let the car settle before you turn the key off. And if you let the car settle, then um, chances are it won't happen again. Anyway, Sue, that's the best we can do. We're going to guess the best we can, and you've given us a good description, so that's kind of nice. But what threw the curve into it is is your daughter messed with the key and got it to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the evidence has been destroyed, so to speak. Yeah, so we're not. If on the other hand, if if we had been involved a little earlier, then you'd say, "Yep, that did it." And so at that particular point, we would be quite sure that it wasn't the the job of it. Now, the clock spring inside your steering wheel, we have to have the airbag connected to the the airbag module. And obviously, when you turn the steering wheel left and right. We have to have some mechanism underneath the steering wheel to allow that connection to remain the same. So the clock spring is literally looks like a clock spring. So even though you're moving the steering wheel, it has constant communication with the part of the steering column that doesn't move. So the clock spring probably set off an airbag light. Airbag light, yep. And the, Very common repair. Yeah, it, it is a very common repair. 
And so uh, it's just a matter of uh, pulling the steering wheel off. But you have to diagnose it. So you have to go in and put up a, a computer, and you have to talk to the computer and say, hey, do you see the airbag? And it goes, no, I don't see the airbag, and so forth and so on. And that's what the process is. Yeah, that's part of the diagnostic and it's process. And com- it's a common repair, actually. It, at least I think it is a common repair for an airbag light and she's an 08, so is my math right? 13 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. we kind of lose sight of that 13-year, 10-year mark and stuff like that because we look at the mileage and say, oh, it's just young. But it's not young. It's been through how many summers and how many winters. How many cycles. Got how many cycles and all that kind of stuff. And how many times has a wheel turned in 10 years? Yeah. All the way, one way, all the way the other. Yeah. Really, when you think about it, it's a, it's a very well-made part. When you think about what it does and, and how much... The cycles that it goes through. Yeah, and and what's and what's nice about that is if you have an airbag light and you lose control, if the computer loses sight of the, of the uh, steering wheel, it will tell you. And that light, I don't know if it's orange or red, but I'm thinking it's orange, which means you can have it fixed somewhere down the road. But a red light, like an oil pressure, that means stop that means right stop, now. Stop right now. Yeah. So that's the difference in the dash lights. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. You're welcome to join us. The lines are wide open, and there's five of them. So you'll talk to Gil, and he'll answer the phone, say, "And KKNT." Do you want to talk to Mark and Tom? And you say yes. And uh, don't use any bad words, at least then. You can do them later on, and that really keeps Gills on his toes. So 602-508-0960. Tom Blackwell from Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street and Greenway. Greenway. I know. I'm looking at the screen. You know, if you're going to correct me, I'm going to turn off your microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, 602-508-0960. Mark Salem and Tom Blackwell here at your service. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. If you felt like your kids fell behind academically in this last year, this coming year does not have to be like that. In-person learning, a high level of classroom teaching, safe and Christian values. Christian schools have small class sizes. They're socially distanced. There's better academics, better character building, and they don't have to learn on your dining room table. Half-priced tuitions available now at our growing list of Phoenix area Christian schools. Go to aztuitions.com. That's aztuitions.com. Listening to 960 The Patriot online doesn't mean you have to sit at your desk. If you're on the run, doing housework, or on your drive home, 960 The Patriot is at your fingertips wherever you are or whatever you're doing with the Patriot app. The Patriot stream is now sponsored by Guns Etc., an A-plus company working together to bring you an A-plus listening experience. Download the app today at your app store. It's the best way to listen to your favorite shows no matter where you are. Brought to you by Guns Etc. 
Welcome back to the dog show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Okay, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Tom Blackwell from Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street in Glendale. If I keep saying that, I keep looking at this sheet, and I know it's Greenway, but I see the G. And what what, what are you saying? I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything. I didn't correct her. I know, but you use sign language, and uh, and that that one finger is not a salute. It's uh, it's something I understand. It's communicating. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I guess I should turn the speakers off in the studio because Gil's going to get mad at me. Real quick, let me talk about Automate Transmission Exchange, who's at down downtown on uh, Washington. And Phil's been around since Fred Flintstone. He's worked on all the automatic transmissions since day one. Do you remember what the first one was? It was a it was a high dramatic. Yes. Yeah. High dramatic. We're going back into the 40s. And, and I was thinking it was the Power Glide, but the Power Glide came in in the 60s, I think. Uh-huh. And so we, we had an automatic before that. But nevertheless, if you want to have a transmission shop, take a look at it. Obviously, Monday mornings and Friday afternoons are probably not a good time to go by there, but Automatic Transmission Exchange is there for you. And let's go to the phones. John, thank you for calling. How can we help you? Good morning, gents. Thank you for taking the call. You bet. Uh, an easy couple questions for you, I think. Okay. Um, I have a Lexus LS 460, 2010, 85,000 miles. I would rate the condition very good. Um, I am told that I need to replace several things. Uh, firstly, I, I am told that I uh, need to replace the high-pressure fuel pump gaskets. Okay. And, uh, Wait, let's do I one need... at a time. Let's do one at a time. Yes. You got any comments okay. or questions, Tom? What is the symptom that you have 
whereby somebody said you need to replace the high-pressure fuel pump gasket to correct? Good question. I noticed nothing mechanical. What I see and what the dealer sees when they, you know, open the hood, they say, gee, you've got an oil film developing. Uh, If that gets bad, you could have a fire. And I'm like, well, (sighs) wow, okay, I I don't have dripping oil. I have an oil film, you know. How uh, many miles are on it? 85. Okay. Are you are you going to finish this or you want me to take it? I'm a little s- bit more abrasive than you are. Do you see any oil drops on the ground? No, I do not. Yeah. Okay. It, this is really, um, let me give you some self-defense for car expense. Okay. There's two things you do. Number one, what symptom are you going to fix with this repair? that I'm going to notice. Number two, would you write the estimate down on a separate piece of paper, what the labor is, what the parts are, and all that kind of stuff, and hopefully the total amount, and then just initial it and put your extension number there. And save my old parts, please. And I'm telling you what, nine out of ten times they won't do any of that. And I'm not talking about dealerships. I'm talking about independent shops, chain stores, and dealerships. And the, but the first question is, is what symptom do I have that you're going to fix? And see, what happens is the technician is going to shop your car. Then it goes to the uh, um, dispatcher. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to, hopefully it goes to the mechanical supervisor. And so that would be the, it's not the, not the shop foreman. It's really the service manager, I guess, would be it. The shop foreman's okay. involved, and then it goes to the service rider who may or may not have any mechanical skills at all, and the service rider is a parrot to give you that information. So Tom and I are of the opinion that you don't have any symptoms for that, and if all you've got is a, a, a weeping spot in oil where the oil is just a film and nothing's hitting the ground or anything around it, then we're both going to vote no. Very good. If I had it, and I don't, if, I, if it turned into a drip, what 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 uh, does that uh, merit the change or just sit tight until it really gets bad? It's up to you. If it's hitting the ground, okay. then there's always a possibility the oil goes to the cat, mm-hmm. and the cat can set it on fire, and then mm-hmm. you and your wife are going to abandon the car faster than if it was a ship. <laughs> but then again, you know, if you want a new car, or right. another 2010, <laughs> then that might not be a bad idea. Well, you know, I think I need a, a place in town that does work on Lexus cars. Um, I don't know where to go. Where do you I haven't live? had issues before. In Gilbert. Okay. okay. Um, I don't have anybody in Gilbert. Um, I'll drive anywhere I need to go. I mean, okay, you can go north to Thompson's Auto Repair in Mesa. Okay. And, um, and, and then I'm embarrassed to tell you, but I'm at Warner and I-10. So... Um, you, you could call there and get an appointment, but Thompson's is probably closer to you. And Brian and Thelma are really good people, and I have no problems. What would do you have something else that they gave I you? I did, and this is, this is this is even easier. Uh, they said, "Sir, you've really got to change your oil pan gasket," and that's a five hundred dollar bill. And I'm like, well, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, I'm looking at it under the car with them. I'm thinking, okay, if it weep, it is weep. Yeah. I'm not losing oil, but I—that's I, I, why I say I've got to get to a place where they're 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 reasonable. Okay, uh, let me. Ask, how old are you? 
approximately. Uh, I don't. I don't think I can do it myself. I, no, I no, no. So. I you're you're reading into it. How old are you? Fifty. Okay. Um, there has been times that I have investigated on behalf of law enforcement and others, and it 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 seems to be an age issue. The older you are, the more you're likely to be sold something. So I was just asking you for that reason. Uh, I'm not expecting well, you to crawl underneath it. You should look them in the eye and you say to them, I don't have anything on the ground. Would you ask the technician to explain that? And there's going to be a whole lot of on the front side of that discussion. So, well, I got, and, lots of, I got lots of gray white hair, so maybe that qualifies yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, if your wife thinks uh, you, you, you look 40, but some of the other guys that play golf are 65 and they invite you, then somewhere along the line, somebody's <laughs> making a, a judgment call. This is something that happens all yeah. the time. Tom, in the last week, have you yeah. looked at someone else's estimate on behalf of the car owner? And we're going to answer this in a minute. And you're going to say, what was the relationship between what I saw and what I didn't? And I want to tell you something, um, John. I think that half the shops in town really are uh, looking out for your best interest, and there's a whole lot of shops that are looking out for their own, and that's really the difference. Can you stay right there? Your first, 602-508-0960. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason (laughs) 24-7. Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment. Together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. (laughs) Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility. Independence changes your entire life. 
So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's another hit from the Breathe Easies. Come on and clean up the mold. Clean up the mold. Mold can trigger asthma in kids young and old. Come on and clean up the mold. Clean up the mold in your house. This song may be fun, but childhood asthma is not. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as cleaning up the mold and mildew in your house. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem, Tom Blackwell here at your service. We've got some lines uh, open. We have two of them, 602-508-0960. Harker's Automotives at 38th Avenue and Indian School. I've told you before that they had a BMW in there that had an estimate of two or $3,000 because it had water leaking out of the dash, and they were going to do a heater core. They found that the condensation tube that comes from the dash that's supposed to drain the water from your air conditioning system was plugged up. They unplugged it. The bill was less than 50 bucks, and it was worth having a second opinion. Second opinions are vital. Yeah, on, on something big, on, on so, something yeah. really big, oil changes. And, and it's okay to yeah. ask for a second opinion. You're right. You're right. Okay, let's go to the phones. Ken, thank you for calling. How can we help you? Oh, Good morning. I've got a 91 Ranger with the 3-liter V6, Okay, about 100,000 miles on it. Okay. Uh, on a day of uh, errands, probably seven stops and then get back and restart. Okay. That seventh one, uh, I just got, you know, loud click. Okay. Did that several loud clicks. And then I remember you talking about hammers. So I crawled underneath of it and uh, gave the starter a solid couple of hits on the side near the back end. Got back in the seat. Okay. Started. And it started right up again for six more times. Okay. So uh, what do I do? Well, first of all, um, I think you should admit that um, your Ford came with a hammer in the toolkit. And, um, yes. and and that's something that, and, and I, Tom and I can't believe that a 91 Ranger is still on the road. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, uh, enjoy, you're, you're enjoying your car, Ken, and that's, Mark, don't let Mark take that away from you. Don't and, let him steal your okay. joy. Oh, okay, now I, I am an advocate for everybody else. Um, the starter's going to make no noise when you ask it to crank or it's going to click, or it's going to go slow. Those are the four symptoms. These are the questions that I have okay, or that I wonder about. All right. One, how many stops in what period of time? Okay. Because the battery doesn't have a chance to recover. If it's a little on the weak side, let's assume that for a second. Okay. So start one, pretty good. Start okay. two, a little worse, a little worse, and a little worse, all the way to six where it doesn't start at all. Okay. The time it takes to go get the hammer, hit the starter, maybe it recovers a little bit. Maybe it's hot because it started so many times in a short okay. period of time. It gives it a chance to cool down. So I think we ought to check the battery 
the charging system and run the vehicle and check the starter when it's hot. But even when it's cold, if it's bad, it's going to draw more amperage than it should. Okay. So you're going to have a pretty good indication. Those are the things I think we should do, right? And the electrical systems test. You're talking about an electrical systems check. How much? It, it could be less than $60, depending on where okay. it is in town. I think the market's somewhere 45 to 65 yeah. most all yeah. of us. Yeah. Battery, alternator, starter, amps and draws, run a ground test, all the stuff you look for. Mm-hmm. And you're looking for performance on each one of them. Mm-hmm. But I want you to remind you that he said, I listen to you a lot, and I understand the hammer routine. <laughs> so you're, And I know it was a battery hypothesis, and I know it was uh-huh. a, oh, you were talking about a battery. Right. But um, now that you know that he hit it and it started up and it wasn't a battery, what would it likely be if he told you that? If it was not the battery? It's, well, it clearly isn't because once he started hammering on right. the starter, it started right we up. Have a, we have a, a uh, disconnect between the brushes and the starter and the armature. Or the solenoid. Or the solenoid or the starter solenoid. Yeah. But if the starter solenoid, you have to be on the starter if it made if, – if that sim- if that repair – Let's so to so to speak, fixed it because some starters, like in his car, I think the starter's up on the on the uh, by the battery. No, it isn't. On the Ford, you just said the starter's up by the battery. No, starter solenoid. You didn't say solenoid. You well, said starter. I starter solenoid. I know you did, but they... <laughs> here you are correcting me. No, it's a come. Okay, write down thirty four oh three. That's on the tape here, and we'll go through. I waited for that because I knew you were going to say starter. I just could tell by your face you were going to say, oh, the starter's on the... Um, I agree with you. I, I, yeah. I thank you for bringing that up. The solenoid is on the fender. That's a completely different location than the starter. Uh-huh. So him hammering on it has to be the brushes, and he needs a starter. Right. That's what... That, yeah, we, I agree. I we, so. we agree with that, Ken. And we're, we're sorry to make fun of your ranger and the hammer joke and stuff like that. <laughs> but both of us agree. So what my question is, Ken... Is this hammer brass with a bunch of leather wrapped around it? Because that would be back in the old days, right? Like uh-huh. in the twenties. Yeah. They they actually sold that hammer to go along with all those vehicles. The Fords. The Ford yeah, leather they wrapped brass hammer. Yeah, they they never did that on any other car. But Ken, we're um, I am ninety nine point nine percent sure that a starter will fix your problem. Tom, I agree. Okay. Yep. But Ken, okay. nobody Thanks, ever. Guys. Okay, Ken, thank you for that because nobody gives us that information very that is, few times. That time. is perfect. That's what everybody should do is fill in all the spots with us. Tell us when, what, where, why, and how. That helps us immensely help you. We don't get guys to duplicate the noise, but the women have no problem. They, You know, you ask them to it's click, 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 or I mean, they'll do the noise. Mm-hmm. The guys will tell us how to fix right. it. Help what, what movie this in, was this in? Help me help you. Oh, that's, help me help yeah. you. That's and if you goes. just answer my questions, just and don't tell me what Google said or YouTube said or what your uncle in Kentucky said. Let's talk about the symptoms. That's that's us. Short and sweet. Okay. Thank you, Ken. Nick, you're up next. How can we help you? Nick, uh, Mark, I have a 2006 Chevy Colorado uh, with about... 785,000 miles on it. Okay. Replace the engine at 475, but I'm sure the cats and everything are original. Um, I'm getting a 420 catalytic converter code. Um, none of the front Other side of that. Other than O2 sensors. 
other than the O2 sensors and the catalytic converters, is there something else that could be causing that? Um, well, there's a list of four or five things, but uh, I think it's foolish to check the cat or check the, or do the O2 sensors. Um, what are you going to do first, Tom? We're going to we're going to scan it. Okay. We're going to find out what's behind the code. Okay. Okay. Is it fuel? Is it timing? Does he have something going on mechanically again? Is there an exhaust leak? But it's what's behind the code. We got to find that out first, okay. rather than just start replacing parts. We're going to get a code, and it's going to be a cat code. What we do know is coming in should be rich. That's one number. They're one through five for the sake of just argument. We're getting one through five. Low is lean, one, and high is rich, five. It's easier to explain it that way. So we got rich coming in, and on the back side, we should have lean going out. And if we don't have the change of very rich in and very clean on the outside, then you have to figure out why. It could be running rich. It could be the O2 sensor problem. One or both of them are dead. Um, it can be an air problem. Right. Or it could be the cat. It could and be for the those, cat. If you, this terminology is, when we're talking before and after the cat, upstream O2 sensor going in, downstream O2 sensor coming out. Okay. And you'll fix those bank one, bank two, upstream mm -hmm. drivers, downstream, pass, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. You're, the repair on guessing, uh, you do both O2 sensors, going to be three times as much as the diagnostic on that. But when he says we scan it, what I mean is we're looking at the performance value of all these different sensors, but it comes to us in a number. And unless you understand that two is good and five is bad, or five is good and two is bad, then you're not going to really know. But my bet is, what would the diagnostic be on a on a cat code? Everybody in town between one hundred and twenty five hundred and seventy five dollars. That would be a normal diagnosis. Okay. What happens if it uh, only takes you 25 minutes and you got to heat it up and go drive it, then you bring it back in and you're not really seeing anything, so you go drive it again and you kind of hot-rod it a little bit, you bring it back in, and now all of a sudden you see everything. Is that the 120, 125? 120, 125, yeah, okay. because you're not paying for somebody's guesswork. You're paying for what they know. Okay. Okay. What, what they're trained to do. I understand. It, that's just part of it. Maybe, maybe it's an easy diagnosis on one, mm -hmm. and it's a more difficult diagnosis on another, well, guess what? That's You're still in that range. And I think it's a good business practice to aim high and come in low. I always want to come in. You always want to be a hero yeah. rather than a villain. Exactly, exactly. Well, anyway, Nick, that's what we think, but I don't believe a word he said when he said he did 700000 or he's got 700000 oh, teas I'm teasing Mark, you. I'm, trust, I'm teasing you. Uh, trust me. 785 and the only thing I was going to comment about it, like when I'm on the freeway, like going 65, 70, mm -hmm. the thing runs like it was brand new. So I don't know if, if running rich and then it just compensates air. No, you're to you're balance talking. it out. No, go. If no, nope. have those converters ever been replaced? If they haven't, no. you have gotten way, way more. <laughs> Yeah. They have done you no wrong at all. And, and and when you start analyzing this rich and lean condition, you don't really have a flavor. We can have a rich condition, and you won't even know it, but we're flooding the cat with fuel, and it can't man. It's kind of like it's like your, your grill, your steak thing. 
Um, you, if you add a whole bunch of fuel, it's going to get really hot, but it may get too hot. It, the, the issue really is, is there's a simple and, and easy way with gray hair on your head and maybe a little gray hair on your chest. This isn't going to be a tough one. You're going to have to drive it. You're going to have to go through at least one cold start and, and warm up a full heat cycle, we call it. But what he talked about, I agree 100%. There is so many variables. And if you want to guess, go ahead. We like you when you come into the shop and tell us that you've replaced everything in the world and then we plug a vacuum line in to fix it. We're kind of the hero and you go home and tell your wife that the bill was a thousand bucks. So that's kind of what happens. But really, I think you're far better off to have somebody look at it. Joe, you're up next. Joe, how can we help you? Good morning. Good morning. I've got a 2004 F-150 Heritage model. Yes, sir. And uh, the headlights are glazed over pretty bad. Okay. Uh, Can you recommend someone to buff them out or replace them? Um, Tom? Many body shops, many repair facilities can put headlights on. And they could replace headlights, and they could be dependent on the vehicle anywhere from a, from a $100 for the part or $400 for the part. As far as cleaning them up and buffing them, that's a, a very easy, simple thing to do. There's kits that you could buy at AutoZone or O'Reilly's or Napa or whoever, and you can do it yourself. So there's many variations in there that you could take care of. Buy the kit for $25 and a little elbow grease or go all the way up to what they call Kappa certified, okay. right? I, I On am, the cheap headlights or the factory ones? I disagree with you. Okay, tell me. And you're right. You can put $400, $500 worth of covers on your headlights. No, headlights. Replace them totally. No, I understand. Or you put solar the covers. in front of them. Oh, okay. 3M makes a kit. Right, a bra? It's Headlight No. Bra. Okay, go no. ahead. 3M makes a kit to buff the headlights, the plastic covers over them. Okay? And we charge $89 for the two headlights, and we give a guarantee this way. If you don't like it, you don't have to pay for it. And it lasts virtually forever. We've never done one twice. But the kit, never mind, is 1500 bucks, And the product is you have to add to it as well. But we do that 3M kit. But the stuff at AutoZone, well, the stuff at the auto repair sh- or the auto parts store, it's a tissue off of a roll of paper that has a little armor all on it. And you rub it on there, and it looks good for four and a half minutes. So just take that and... <laughs> <laughs> He's a- you know, it depends Wait a on minute. whether it's we're northern. Up, we're we're up against a break, and so I'm going to have to shut Sharn. you off right now. See you later, and we're going to be back for another hour right after this.